Yep. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and we're just grateful to have you guys with us here today. I wanna remind you this as we get started to be sure to check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, just to stay up to date with what's going on around here. Like and share our content. As always, I wanna remind you guys that, that our YouTube content, it's breaking up uh, broken up into different playlists where you can actually find different lessons and teachings that correlate with each episode as well. And then um, hopefully you are listening to us on your favorite podcast channel. If there's a more convenient location that we could place that, please let us know. We would love just to, to get our content out there as well. And then be sure to pick up your copy of Pursuing Freedom on Amazon. Um, it's written by Caleb Sprider. And so it just makes it easier as we follow along through these initial episodes. Um, what we're doing is we're actually going through chapter by chapter, um, given an explanation of what we do, why we do it. So be sure to get your copy um, so you can do that as well. And uh, today, man, we're going to we're gonna continue. We're on episode 14. This would be uh, lesson 13 in our book, right? Did I get that right this time? I Hopefully. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I would know. But uh, we're going to be talking about relationships today um, and not the type of relationships that you may be thinking, not a baby mama situation, nothing <laughs> like that. Well, could be. But our action item is I will surround myself with personal relationships that are positive and support my efforts to grow into the person that God created me to be. So we've got a couple of objectives here. We want to learn to create new relationships that are positive and supportive with fellow Christ followers that help a person through their recovery and their walk with Christ and to begin to let go of negative relationships that keep us from moving forward. Um, as we open up, Caleb, you got anything you want to say? Yeah. Out of all the different types of relationships you could have mentioned at the beginning, the one you, you focus on is baby mama. Yeah, the, you know. The, <laughs> I have personal um, experience with that one, so. No, okay. <laughs> um, no, and, you know, this topic uh, is super important. Um, this is, you know, out of however many years I've been doing recovery ministry, uh, this is the one thing, this is one of the biggest, the biggest, absolute biggest thing that will determine somebody's success in recovery. And I have seen, I don't know how many people have started to make their way out of whatever it is they're struggling with, only to fall back into it because they can't let go of their ride and die homie. No, they're ride you and know, die, man. They're ride and die. <laughs> that, uh, you know, convinced them, well, you know, man, yeah, I just, just one more time, you know, let's, hey, you, you, you know, one, one time won't hurt, you know, for old time's sake, let's, you know, hang out with the buddies, let's go do the thing or whatever. And it, I mean, it never fails. That is the one thing that will keep pulling people back in there is, is their unwillingness to to let go of these negative relationships in their lives that that are negative influences and somehow in, in the mental gymnastics that we go through to try to convince ourselves that these people are friends you know it's like no i i'm not friends with people that don't want the best for me you know like yeah. that that's just a foreign concept to me i don't hang around people that don't want the best for me you know and i'm not saying like from a selfish like these people that's all they think about is what's best for me i'm just saying that those people don't do things that that would you know that they know that would actively disrupt your life yeah it's <laughs> negative like you know caleb you know hey i know caleb's not about this type of life let me go see if i can't convince him to do some of that stuff you yeah. know like those people aren't your friends um so let me start off with this verse here 
It's from Ecclesiastes. It's two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. And if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is, is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And like I said, that's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Now, I can't ever read that verse anymore without thinking of like Forrest Gump and him and Bubba. And <laughs> Forrest, if you lean against me and I lean against you, we won't sleep in the mud. Um, <laughs> there's so much theology in Forrest Gump. Yeah, there you, but, there you go. Uh, but it's true, you know, that's we, we are social creatures i mean we do we do need to be you know some sort of connection to some sort of you know social interaction even even people like me um, we're meant to be interdependent I mean, we're created for <laughs> yeah, it yeah yeah i mean we we, we work better uh, by you know being around people that that supplement or complement our weaknesses um you know one of the reasons we're really good uh we've had a lot of success here at our recovery program is because our leadership we all compliment each other, you know. My, my wife compliments me um, in the areas that I'm weak. Uh, Janelle does her best to compliment you. Yeah, it's, it's a and, lot. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's more one all the job. areas that you're weak. <laughs> yeah. And um, everybody just tries to make sure I don't say anything too stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's a full time job. Um, you know, but but we compliment each other, and that makes that makes us better. But in recovery, a lot of times. We hang around with people that make us that do make that make us weaker. You know, they exploit our weaknesses and take advantage of us, or uh, you know, keep us keep us down on the level that they want to be down on. And you know, and the thing that that comes out of is man's nature to to you know we don't want to feel bad about ourselves. And so when somebody else uh, starts doing something to succeed in life, to make themselves better, that makes us feel guilty because we're not doing something, you know, we're not doing things to make ourselves feel better. So instead, so, so instead of what we do, instead of us going like, oh, well, you know, my friend Joe is, you know, turning their life around and getting their, their stuff together. Maybe I should do that too. We're like, no, I'm going to break Joe down because, you know, heck, if he's going to get ahead in life when I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. Joe forgot where he came from. That's right. That's right. Oh, he thinks he's better than me now, yeah. huh? Because he's making good choices. Well, I'll show him, you know, well, and that's the, that's the dumbest thing ever. It's like, no, why, why wouldn't you? Well, man, Joe looks like he's getting his life together and he seems to be happier, seems to, you know, be enjoying things and making better friends and, you know, he's becoming more reliable at work and you know doing all these things that seems awful i'd rather just make him you know back like me it's like i just read a quote and it's funny i just read this quote uh it was yesterday it's like losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning you know and that's pretty much kind of what this is about is that you know who are you hanging you're hanging around with are you hanging around with with losers people who are gonna you know bemoan and groan and and be jealous and and about everything, you know, and be a victim about what's going on in their lives and, and blame everybody else and not take responsibility for what's going on with, with them and their lives and the choices they're making. Or are you going to hang around people who are trying to do something with their lives? You know, and that's not to degrade those people that just aren't at that place, but, you know, you got to do what's best for you. You know, it's kind of like the, the spiel they give you on the airplane. You got to put your air mask on first, your oxygen mask on first before you can help other people. And so um, that's what you want to do is we, that's what this is about is you got to start looking critically at the people you're hanging around with. Are they, are they helping you or are they hindering you? 
and then we got to start putting some distance between those people that are hindering you and you got to start developing relationships that are helping you yeah and i know uh i had a friend for for many many years um, and he was one of those you know we i joke often about ride or die homie but i you know i had that mentality with several people in my life and you know as i was changing things he was uh man he was he was a brother to me um so much so no kidding, my parents claimed him on taxes for two years because his dad felt so bad because he spent so much time at our house. So, uh, I mean, you know, I don't think you get closer to somebody through the years as that. Um, and, uh, you know, as we, as I, you know, we got older and everything and I decided, you know what, I need to change my life. Um, he wasn't a guy that, I mean, necessarily I'd say actively tried to keep me down or, or he didn't have any problem with me necessarily changing. But, but there were some things, I mean, he didn't actively encourage me to be better. Um, and, and I knew this, man, there was just so many deep-rooted things in, in our lives and in our relationship that um, our, our friendship over the years was built around getting messed up and acting crazy. That was the foundation. And so even though there was no active, like, oh, I'm going to keep you down so I can be down, I mean, I mean, he was a decent guy. I mean, he had decent success. He wasn't somebody you'd you know, considered to be at the bottom of a pool or, or anything like that. But man, when we got together, it was like fire and gasoline and we could be so great apart, find all this success. But, you know, I knew this, that if, if we got together in our immaturity, man, things were going to go down that shouldn't go down. And so I had to look at that relationship. I had to call him and be like, man, I love you. Nothing personal. I can't spend any time with you. You know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to take a sabbatical, if you will, and and hopefully one day um, we'll both be healthy enough to to have a friendship again where we can where we can interact. And um, he was a good enough friend to to recognize you're right. <laughs> this it's not healthy for you. And I mean, he encouraged me, dude. I'm I'm grateful that you know that you're you're gonna pursue something different. I mean, he kept doing what. You know he wanted to do but i mean he did he was fine with that odds are you're not going to run into that where the other person's right. like oh i totally understand you know they're they're going to probably degrade you or say that you're betraying them but um even again in that situation i mean there was no actively trying to keep each other down it just wasn't healthy and i had to recognize the fact that okay every time we get together nine times out of ten reality was probably ten times out of ten for us but um, <laughs> These things happen, and this is something that I'm trying to change about myself, so I should spend my time with somebody else and just being aware of all this. And I could make all sorts of excuses for this relationship. Is this a guy that had my back? Absolutely. I, I could have called him at any point in time for help, whether it's financially, hide a body, what have you. I mean, he would have been there. I mean, he he supported me. I mean, he, he loved my kids. You know, I, I trusted him in all these areas. He was not somebody that I even thought would betray me. And so I, I would do that mental gymnastics. I mean, this, this is my best friend. This is my brother. He's got my best interest. Well, maybe in some areas, but in this area that really matters, that's destroying my life, he didn't. You know, there, that, there was no encouragement to be different there. And so recognizing that even if all these other facets are, are healthy qualities, um, is, it, is it healthy where it matters? You know, is that somebody who's going to, again, push you and encourage you to be better? Maybe you've got, you know, for female, you've got the girlfriends that, that are all these things for you. You know, they love your kids. They love your family. They love you. They, they'll do anything for you. You know, you guys have been best friends since you're 12. Um, but, you know, every time you have a problem, they always tell you you're right, you know, and how bad everyone else is. And they feed into, you know, 
just that mentality that, that you're a victim. Well, that's not healthy. That's not healthy for you. And so even recognizing that they might be great in all these areas. Maybe they loan you money anytime you need it or or gift you things and will do anything for you, but you've got problem with your husband. And so, you know, they <clears throat> take turns beating up on him with you and, and telling you you should just divorce him. Well, that, that's not healthy. You should get away from them. Doesn't matter if they're great in all these other areas. Marriage is an important thing, you know? So if they're dragging that area of your life down, cut ties, you know? <laughs> that, that's not somebody who, who truly has your back. And we will do those mental gymnastics. We will rationalize things in such a way because maybe there are good areas. Maybe they're not detrimental in every area, but you know, are they doing what, what matters where it really counts? Um, what's really important? Are they really encouraging you to have godly success in your life in the areas of importance? And so we have to learn to identify those relationships, to have honest conversations with ourselves, to have honest conversations with them. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Let me tell you, man, like I said, a friend of 18 years calling that guy and saying, I can't spend time with you. Nothing was fun about that. It grieved my heart. I mean, it, it brought me to tears to have to say, tell somebody who I deeply loved and cared about, I can't have a relationship with you because I can't be successful. So none of that's going to be easy, but we've got to be willing to do that if we truly want to change. And it gets so many people, as Caleb touched on, they're unwilling to make this choice. And so they just continue to burn their lives down forever because, oh, we've just been so close for so long. And I just, you know, it's going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just, we'll learn to do this together. And yeah. no, you won't. No. no, you won't. Man, pull your head out and do what you need to do to change your life. Yeah. No, I mean, that, everything that is perfect, that's exactly it. And, and again, I'm going to say it again because this is how important this is, is that, like just Aaron was talking about, is that we'll see so many people, they will get so many things right about recovery. They'll, they'll start getting their life together, but they just can't let it go with this, the this person. And, you know, and listen, I'm not telling you to, like, <clears throat> like Aaron did, like you have to call them up and say, we're done or whatever. I mean, it, maybe that is what you have to do. You know, the, there's not always that, you know, the, there's not a, a, a black and white answer to the, most of the times that is the answer is you're going to have to really limit, you know, that you're going to put some serious boundaries, but you, you've got to put some sort of boundaries on, on those relationships where, you know, maybe you just, you know, connect on Facebook and just keep up with what's going on in each other's lives, but yeah. physically hanging out together is no longer an option. Or, um, you know, they, I don't know, like I said, it, it can look a lot of different ways, but if you don't, like we always say, if you don't change your life, you're not going to change your life. Like, yeah. you, if you continue to allow negative influences to speak into your life and have influence in your life, then you're going to continue to have negative outcomes. And if you want to get better, if you want to get over whatever it is you're struggling with, then if there is somebody in your life that can actively contribute to you engaging in that thing, you're going to have to, to make a difference there. And if they can't understand you wanting to do better for yourself and wanting to improve your life uh, and wanting to make changes, if they're not supportive of that and they're not willing to go along with you and to help you in that area, they are not your friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, again, <clears throat> just because they'll come over and watch your kids doesn't make them your friend. You know, they, if, if there's something in your life that is destructive and you're like, I don't like this about myself, I want to do better. 
and they can't help you there. They won't help you there. Or they'll, again, actively contribute the opposite, you know, as far as like they, they, they continue to make you engage in that thing. That's not what friends do. Right. So, so get away from that language, at least, at least be honest in that area. Like, well, you know, yeah, my ride die homie is, uh, you know, they're, they're not my friend. They're, you know, they're my dealer now, or they're my, you know, I mean, that's, be honest about what they are. Uh, but they're not your friend. Right. So, um, we have to cut that out. You have to cut, cut that out or, or again, put significant boundaries against, against that, that person or those circumstances, because I said, I have seen it too many times and it just drives me nuts to see that where, well, you just don't understand. You just don't understand how important this person or whatever. And it's like, they're not that important. I mean, if they're doing that to you, if they're causing you to do that, because I, I will see people who get their lives together and it's, um, and it's not just friends, it's spouses, yeah. right? We've seen that where, you know, a, a spouse will, will pull somebody back into, uh, their addiction and, you know, they had, they had their life together. Yeah. Things were good and they were doing really well. And then because, you know, they stayed in an unhealthy relationship, it got, they got, pulled back into it and, and everything just was trashed again and it's yeah. just so sad to see so um you know one of the things they tell us is that we're the average of the three to five closest people we're hanging around with and that that's not just uh, that's um you know like uh, something you wouldn't think about like our weight you yeah. know like um but our finances our financial uh, status in life right you don't see a lot of you know like low middle income people hanging out with millionaires kind of thing that um not that that's good or bad or any but um our our faith you know that kind of thing um you know again the, the different types of struggles we have you know if if you're not a drinker you're probably not hanging around with a bunch of drinkers and vice versa if you're not I mean so uh, you know they've actually done studies too where um people who are incredibly close brainwave patterns start to, to resemble each other in certain ways. And it's like, I mean, it's 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 crazy to me. And, and I just bring that up, I mean, because we're gonna read some verses here in a little bit that just you know point to the significance of the people around you. And so anytime science later on kind of correlates God's word in such a tremendous way, it's just awesome. But I mean, we truly begin to resemble um, the people in our lives. Um, and that can be good or that can be bad. And so, and when we're talking about all this, you know, the average of the closest three to five people, again, I mean, I just wanna reiterate that this is not just something about um, addiction recovery or or struggling in substance abuse and and things like that, that um, it can be so much. I mean, Caleb touched on part of it, it's financial, you know? you know, That's an important thing. If you wanna have a good marriage and you hang out with single people all the time, well, how are, how are they contributing to you having a good marriage? They don't know how to be married. They're going out with their, you know, getting drunk at the bars, you know, searching for a significant others. Guess what? You don't fit into that season of life anymore. And so they're, they're not going to contribute to the success of your marriage. Um, and so just being so aware of these things in our lives that, that we do average out. And so look at the people in your, in your inner circle. I'm not saying you can't associate with, with other people in different lifestyles, but um, I mean, you truly got to surround yourselves with people who want what you want, go in the direction you want to go, 
And when you do that, man, you do begin just to accelerate towards success in whatever area it is you're pursuing. Um, and so maybe that is getting, you know, an addiction under control and, and battling, you know, your struggles. It could be something else. You just want to have better success in, in business. Well, hang out with business-minded people who have successful businesses that they're going to teach you so much. I mean, Negative people. <laughs> that's that's one of the, you know, the thing that uh, one of the areas that people will struggle in is, you know, you hang around, everybody knows that the negative, the negative Nancy's, oh, yeah. the the one who's always complaining about, you want to, you know, we, we talked about our triggers last, last episode. And, and a lot of times we've before we've also talked about our emotional states, you know, and how we're always looking to change the way we feel with our struggle. Well, if you're hanging around negative people or even a negative person, I mean, I've, I, I don't hang around negative people at all like that. You know, I, I'll, if I interact with them, I've, I try to cut that off as fast as I can because it's just because you leave those interactions feeling negative, right? I mean, you, like I said, if you've ever been around the negative Nancy type where they just complain about everything, I mean, they're, they're not, and they're not somebody that's actively trying to push you into your struggle or do anything like that, but they, they just bring you down as like emotionally, you know, how many of those kinds of people do you have in your life? Are yeah. you hanging around that kind of people? But sorry, I didn't. No, that's good. You, but that's uh, that's an I area think I was that done. <laughs> I decided you were done. Yeah, that's, that's fine uh, with me. <laughs> um, but that is, you know, like we're talking about, uh, those, that's one type: negative people, people that who, uh, like you were talking about, especially the ladies. This is one that we'll find is the the ones that that never challenge anything that yeah. you do. So if you you're hanging around and you're you're bashing your spouse, and they're like, yeah, he's a piece of trash too and he's yeah. yeah what a loser and you know they never they never make you go like well you know he was mad at you well what'd you do yeah. you know they don't they don't ever question your 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 role in in, in something um not to say that it's you know it's always your fault or whatever but it's it, if they never challenge you on anything and they always are kind of just that yes man to you like those people aren't good for you yeah you know if if i gave my kids everything they want every time they wanted it and I mean they would that that's everybody knows that's not a good way to raise a child well it's not any better when you're an adult if you're always hanging around people like oh yeah yeah you, you were totally in the right every time and that your significant other was totally in the wrong every time and <laughs> like that's not that, that's not a, a healthy relationship um, again people who are going to actively push you into to your addiction that's not a healthy relationship um, uh, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to see, well, the guys, since I always dog on the girls, the guys, the ones, the, the guys that are going to peer, that's what guys do. We peer pressure each other. So you, you're trying to get out of your addiction. You're trying to, I'm not going to drink anymore. Oh, you know, you're trying to, trying to be better than me. You're going to be a, oh, too weenie to drink. Is that, you know, then we use <laughs> words that I'm not going to repeat on the, on the podcast, but you know, that's what guys do. That's what we do to each other. And then we sit there and just hammer each other until they succumb and, and we, we pressure them into doing the thing that they didn't want to do in the first place. That's what, what guys do. So if you're, that's, that's a relationship you need to get out of. Um, I'm trying to think, is there any other, those are kind of all the, the stereotypical ones that we, we run into. But uh, Depending on where you work, I mean, I think a big thing is, I mean, you know, we talked about women in, in marriage. The, the relationship thing is huge in, in marriages. Um, marriage is incredibly important um, to Caleb and I both. I mean, just, uh, the importance of guarding that and so since we talked about girlfriends getting together i think the thing that men will do in, in a lot of settings too is uh 
instead of actively bashing the wife, maybe there's just encouragement to, to look at other women and things like that. And so mm -hmm. if you've got somebody that's constantly encouraging you to divert your eyes from your spouse, um, that's unhealthy. And men, obviously, we're notorious for um, <laughs> struggling in lust. I mean, to be real, guys um, have to be incredibly guarded on that. And so if you're hanging out with a bunch of guys, like it may not be as far as, um, hey, check out this you know, pornographic clip, maybe, but maybe it's like, oh man, look at her, man. You know, that's not healthy. You can't have people constantly pulling your attention away from your spouse in, in that regard, um, because then you'll kind of arrive, oh yeah, my wife's just not beautiful, she's not attractive, she's not this, you know, never really loved her anyways, or whatever. So um, we, we've gotta be just incredibly guarded about the people we give access and make sure that what, what we want is what they want for us too. Now, there's nobody in my life that's close to me that doesn't want me to have a successful marriage with my with my wife. There's just not. There's nobody who's close to me that doesn't want me to have success in sobriety. There's just not. There's 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 nobody in my life that you know wants me to do stupid things anymore. I've I've cut them all out, um, and, and we get trapped in those cycles and those circles of of I uh, just this is what it is. Um, I know I see this a lot with a. Uh, with people, I mean, especially still under their 30s, makes no sense to me. They're hanging out with all the same people they hung out with in high school, and they have all yeah. the same problems they had in high school, <laughs> and it's just like, move on. Yeah. Um, I'm, people I went to school with, I'm pretty sure thought I was dead for like 10 years, because <laughs> I had no interaction with anybody, moved to a different town, because I didn't like who I was in high school. And so rather than hanging out with the same people forever, yeah, I changed my people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's funny that, I mean, it is, you, you we should grow, you know, as yeah. we like, and I mean, Hey, I, I keep in touch with, uh, you know, I had a couple friends, really good friends from high school that, um, you know, I have one that I could still call today and we could pick up a conversation as if we were still, you know, in high school, like not like from an immaturity standpoint, but like, although it would be pretty yeah. immature, I'm sure. But I mean, as <laughs> far say, as, let's be real here. as far as the quality of friendship, but you know what? The, the only reason that's possible is because, he he's the kind of person I would hang around today yeah. because of, because of the person I am today. Not because I'm and it's not because I'm the same person I wasn't. I'm very much a different a different person. But I mean, he's a pastor. I mean, that's so obviously he he has a lot of the same values I do, in in that. <clears throat> and but but yeah, like the, your your buddies in high school. Like <clears throat> hopefully you've you've grown and hopefully they've they have too. Like you've grown as a person. You're no longer acting like a, a you know 14 15 16 year old and but you do you see that you it's so so lame yeah. you know the the uncle rico types from napoleon dynamite like you know who just still live in that space and it's like if you if you're still hanging around these guys and because you all lack that maturity then like man you get i mean that's obviously starting to cool the herd of your friendship group is good but there's some other things some other areas we need to grow in um, <laughs> you know, we need to do some growing up, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's a funny thing because yeah, you see that a lot where all the time. Like, people is like, oh, maybe, maybe try growing yeah. up a little bit. I don't know. We're going to get drunk at the lake every weekend with the same guys for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, okay. you're saying that out loud? Yeah. A... <laughs> you want people to know that? Yeah. 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 No, that's not, that's not where we want to be. Yeah. So um, we are the average again of our three closest three to five, or the, <laughs> we're the average of our three to five closest people. Um, and so just kind of keep that in mind as you're letting people in and friends that don't want the best for you, 
are not friends. Uh, Proverbs 18.24 says, there are friends, and it's uh, in quotations like, you know, not really friends, people we call friends, friends who destroy each other, um, but real friends stick closer than a brother. They're going to have your back. You know, they're going to be there for you in, in real ways. Um, but, you know, the friends in quotations, those are the ones that, that you know, give in to our self-destructive behavior, maybe encourage it, don't hold us accountable. Um, and then Proverbs 13.20 says, walk with the wise, become wise, associate with fools, get in trouble. So again, you're, you're looking at um, this, this scenario that, if, if you hang out with a bunch of wise people, um, hopefully, I mean, I don't, maybe something wrong with them that they've let you into your circle if you're just a moron. But, <laughs> um, but if you walk with wise people and you're not on their same level, they're going to pick you up and they're going to encourage you towards things of wisdom, better choices, better decisions. That's what we've been talking about. That's that average of the closest three to five people. Um, associate with fools, get in trouble. Um, I, I could very easily go back to old behaviors and old patterns if I made the th closest three, five to, uh, three to five people who I used to be. Um, the hood in me can come back out just like that um, if, that's, if that's the direction I want to go. Um, and then Proverbs 12.26 says, The godly give good advice to their friends, the wicked lead them astray. And so... Um, that's just a good measure for the type of people who you let into your life. Now, good advice is not encouraging you to go have drinks because you're feeling down. Um, not encouraging you to leave your spouse um, unless it's a truly abusive situation. I mean, there's some scenarios where, you know, that might be what's best. Um, but the godly give good advice to their friends and the wicked lead them astray. Um, and so, again, if they're pulling you back to your old behavior, those things, that's a good measure for saying, oh, maybe maybe they're not the best person for me. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of a personal experience that illustrates this is that, you know, when I was in the, I was in the, I spent six years in the army and I spent one, one year active duty at a, at a post in Arkansas and it was a very small post and all that was on there was a gym so we could go work out and in the gym was a racquetball court and I, at the time, I, I loved to play racquetball and, um, there was a guy that happened to be a civilian that happened to be stationed there that was one of the top ranked racquetball players in the state of Arkansas. And I would play him and uh, he would just destroy me. And I mean, he played me left-handed and he was right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed me, and I, but I, I'd play all the time. Uh, we'd play against each other. Uh, I mean, I was playing, I, I was getting like uh, tendonitis in my shoulder because I was playing so much. But I, I started to get better because, you know, I wanted to get better and I was playing somebody who was better than me and um, I'd never beat the guy. He still stomped me. But the one consolation I got out of him was that he had to eventually switch over and play me with his right hand, you know, so he could still beat me by a bunch of points. But then he, you know, he got moved, he moved on somewhere else uh, while we were there and, and some guys in my unit wanted to play racquetball because again there was nothing for us to do so they're like hey show us how to play you know of course they're not any good and so I could I could be I didn't have to play very well to, to beat them and yet uh, so what happened was then I'm sitting there playing these guys and then all of a sudden um, they're getting really close to beating me because all this time I had, I had been up at this high level and had because I've been hanging around with these guys and, and, and playing them at their level I had moved down and, and had gotten gotten worse. And uh, I think they even beat me once, which I just, that was it for me. I was like, all right, now I'm angry and like, 
we never let that. I, I was like starting to practice and started to become better again um, because you know I just can't. I'm, I'm very competitive. So, uh, but that's but that's the way it is with our friends. Is like you you hang around with you know you even hang around with people that are better than you, um, and they make you better. You know, through time, they make you better. You hang around with people, you know, maybe if you have, uh, you're, you're married and you want to improve your marriage, you hang around people who have been married longer, you know, who have healthy marriages, who model a good marriage, and then you become better in your marriage. Uh, you know, like Aaron was talking about, if you uh, are wanting to improve your, your financial standing, you hang around like business type people, people who are successful financially. Uh, if you want to succeed in recovery, you hang around people who have succeeded in the recovery. Your friend who wants you to come drink with him on the weekends every time is not somebody who's succeeding in their recovery. You don't hang around those people. Those people bring you back down to their level. One of the illustrations I use in the book is, is you put a crab in a bucket, the crab can crawl out. But if you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket, none of them can get out because they each keep pulling each other down, trying to get out. And I don't know if that's true or not, but. I visually, I, I, I can see that being true. And, you know, and that's the thing is who's pulling you down? Who, who are you hanging around with that's pulling you down? That's not making you a better person. The, one of the Proverbs that's, that's not in there is, you know, iron sharpens iron. So one friend uh, sharpens another. I mean, that's, I think I got that right. Did I yeah. get that right? Iron sharpens iron is friend sharpens a friend. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are your, are your friends sharpening you? you know, or they make you duller. <laughs> I mean, so that, that's the thing to ask yourself. And if they are great, if they aren't, um, you know, we need to start putting some distance there. Yeah, absolutely. It's Proverbs seventeen twenty. See if I got it right. Uh, nope, I didn't. Yeah. I think less of <laughs> oh, you well. now. I know. I mean, I didn't know it, but yeah, now that you thought you knew it and you didn't, it makes me feel better about myself. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so so let's talk about that. What does that look like in real in real life, right? Because you know maybe these are people that you've been friends with for a long time, and you know the idea of just picking up the phone and say, "Hey, I don't want to be your friend anymore" is not appealing to you, rightly so. So, one thing is is to start creating better relationships. Okay, so I'm not saying you just cut those people out, but you know what? If you start hanging around. Uh, people that are supportive, that build you up, that agree with, um, and, and let's qualify that for a second. What, who, what's the kind of person we want to hang around with? Well, somebody who s encourages when you do the good things, and supports you in, in what it is that you want to do, as long as that's productive. And then they're, they're the ones that are going to call you on your crap when you're doing something that they, you know, is not in your best interest, right? Like, so that they're going to be both, both of those things for you. They're going to be a, a good cheerleader or supporter for you when you're doing the right things. And they're going to be a good accountability person when you're doing the wrong things. They're not going to be just yes men that are telling you, oh, yeah, it's okay. Oh, just once won't be that big of a deal. You know, oh, yeah, hang out with that girl or that guy, even though there's more red flags than a, a <laughs> Chinese army parade. I mean, like, you know, <clears throat> um, that, that's, what, that's the kind of relationship we're looking for. And so what you need to do is start, start fostering those relationships. And, and what happens is as you start to build that relationship circle around yourself with better relationships, people that are supportive, then the ones that are less supportive kind of get, kind of get moved to the wayside. You know, oh, I can't hang out with you, Joe, this weekend. I know that's what we've been doing, but I'm doing this other thing. 
you know, yeah. I'm hanging out with this other person. Sorry, I already, ha already have plans. And it's, you know, doing something that's a lot better for me than what me and you do. I mean, you don't say that part to them, but um, <laughs> that's one way to start doing it is to, to, to initially start building better relationships. Yeah. Um, and uh, where you're finding these people, you know, matter too. So as you're, as you're looking to, um, you know, change, change your friendship group, change your circle, um, you know, if you're still going to the same dive bars every weekend and that's where you're looking for new friends, you're not going to have any success. Sorry about it. You know, make sure that, that you're engaging again in, in healthy places. Um, obviously, this is Christ-centered. I encourage you to go to church to find people. I'm not saying every person at church is going to be great for you. No. But um, that's at least a better place to start than, than the dive bars where, you know, <laughs> things yeah. like that, at least for the most part. Uh, but... But don't, man, we get this sense of loyalty in our mind that, I mean, just because we've been friends with them, that we've always got to be friends with them. And that's not the case. Change change your atmosphere. Change the places you're going. Um, change the, the places that you're meeting people and, and look for healthy relationships. Um, and, and don't be afraid to, to cut ties with certain people and to lean into um, new, new relationships and new situations. And, and with this, again, I know I just said it a couple times, you, you're gonna have to change the places that you're going as you find new people because otherwise you're gonna find more of the same. I mean, if, if you're not changing these other things as you're looking for relationships and going to different places, um, you're gonna find more of the same. I mean, for me, that's what it was. I, I leaned into a church community. It was incredibly uncomfortable and awkward, I'm not gonna lie, because you're coming into a place where people don't look like you, they don't act like you. Um, I don't talk like you. I don't have the same background as in you. In your case, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a great thing. But it was so uncomfortable, so weird. Like, and just kind of like, I don't have anything in, in common with anybody here. Well, not at the time. I do now. Um, and my life is better for it. As, you know, I surrounded myself with healthy people. Push past that uncomfortableness, you know. And like I said, I cut ties. And I found a new group. And I went to new places and talked to new people, people who didn't know me, didn't know my past, didn't know where I came from. And, and you know, I've, I've really endeavored to foster different relationships. And eventually, um, you know, I, things begin to average out in my life in, in a better way. God used those people for accountability, to speak truth in my life, to encourage me in different ways. And, you know, over a 10-year period from, from that dis initial decision to really lean in to now, my life is so much different, and it would not have taken place without the many, many supportive people that, that I met in these new environments, the, the supportive relationships. None of this would be possible without, without that. I mean, I, I could go on for hours at different scenarios and different ways that my life changed because of the type of people that I had speaking in, into me and, and encouraging me. And it just, it, it was the difference between success and failure. It truly was, and you know, I couldn't have done any of this without the people God placed in my life. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. That's good. like I said, where are you looking for? Where are you looking? Where what what pool are you drawing your friends from? I mean, that's that's a very important part. I mean, and that's not only friends, but again, relationships, uh, romantic relationships. We see that all the time. It's like, you know, guys and gals. Like uh, if, all these women on <laughs> Tinder just keep screwing me over. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. No, this guy's not very faithful, and he doesn't hold the same values, you know, when it comes to faith, parenting, or any of these things for me. Where'd you find him? Well, at the bar, you know. It's yeah. like, well, I don't know. Maybe go to your church to find a guy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, but yeah, it's like if you're gonna go, um, 
you know, if you want somebody who, who holds the same value system as you do, um, that has a different value, you know, than, like I said, kind of the worldly view of marriage and relationships and commitment and, um, you know, sex and all those kinds of things that go along with the married relationship, uh, maybe look for that person in a different place. You know, I just, I say it like that because, man, that's, <laughs> again, one of those things we've run into a number of times. It's like, well, you know, this this relationship failed and you know this is my however many you know marriage or whatever or, and it's like well you keep finding spouses or potential spouses in the same place or the same type of person you keep instead of you know knowing what you want and then going to the places where those kinds of people are at and finding them there you know it's like that that matters yeah if you're offended by what we're saying you're one of the people we're talking about and uh we would love to to have a one-on-one conversation with you so (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not you know i don't don't, you know like i said i've had a lot of this i've seen a lot of this but i don't have anybody particularly in mind you know sometimes when i use illustrations like that i'm thinking of somebody i actually don't this time but i've just been around it enough that you just like well you know did you try doing something different i don't know you know it's like um but but yeah, you see it so much though in recovery. It's like relationships that are falling apart, and it's like, well, you guys don't value the same thing. You're not at the same the same level of, of what is important to you. And you know, and I'm not saying what which one's more or less important or the right thing, but like if you if you start off at different places on the on the, the really important stuff as far as like what you value what you believe about your you know your faith what you believe about children what you you know if you guys haven't had those conversations or if you've had those conversations and you already don't line up like don't continue down that road because but i'm going to change them yeah no (laughs) you're not so i mean yeah where you find your friends in your your relationships uh matters so stop looking in the same same place like i don't know I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you're pulling the fish from a toxic pond, like it's not going to taste good, you know. When you go to eat it, this kind of thing. It's like you go fishing somewhere else. So, yeah, improve your relationships. That's one. Start building a better group of people to hang around with. Uh, one of the other ways you can improve this is, um, like I said before, set boundaries. You know, maybe you're friends with somebody who is good in all sorts of areas, but that when you get together, then um, you know they always want to go drink when you when you hang out or they want to go to this one place where you don't where you know you need to not go so you you know you just have to be clear with them say hey uh i don't mind hanging out with you but we can't hang out here anymore we can't do this thing we can't do this activity we can't be because this is a trigger for me or i'm not the best you know i'm not the right kind of person when i go to this place or we do this type of thing and if they're not okay with that and you're like okay well then i guess we can't hang out You know, you have to be willing to, to make that hard choice. But you know, sometimes you can get away with that, where you can you can create that boundary and say, okay, we can we can hang out in these these areas. We can't hang out in these areas, and you can still be friends. And if they're cool with that, and they're then you know, sometimes they just they're just not aware that that's a problem for you. Yeah. You know, maybe they're just not they didn't realize it was so much of a struggle for you. And, and just by making them aware that 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 fixes the problem and you know good on you if that's that's the case but sometimes it's not and you just have to say okay well then you know that this isn't gonna work for me yeah a good a good example of this um on a on non uh, substance abuse scale is uh relationships um 
you know, if you're getting together and you bash spouses together, you know, they can be a good friend in all these areas. That should be off limits. That's a boundary you place. Um, I know my wife and I, um, there's, we have lots of friends. There's only a handful of people that, that we go to with marital problems. Um, and we keep that guarded. You know, if we have something we're working through, we don't trust everybody to navigate that with us. We want to make sure it's going to be somebody who's going to speak truth to us, that's going to hold us accountable. That I, I don't ever want to go to somebody who, if I have something negative to say about my wife, that they agree with me. Like, I, don't, I don't need that. You know, I'm already struggling in that area. I need somebody to help me see where I'm wrong and what, what I can do better. And that's uncomfortable. But so that's relationships where I'll have maybe groups of friends that, you know, they just maybe their marriage shouldn't look exactly like mine should look, or maybe they're single. I'm not going to go to a single person and say anything about my wife. They're not married. They, they can't have any input there. So I'm going to put a boundary there, you know? Um, hey, but we're all perfect parents before we're parents. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, you know, when I have kids, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's another good this example. Is what yeah, I do. Don't be parenting advice from people without that's, children. That's what, they all, that's what we all said. And you still see people say that, and you're just like, mm hmm. Yeah. See how that works out for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As somebody with six children, that is the, the funniest thing I, I see. Yeah. It's like, well, I know when I have um, kids, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see how you do when you have six. So. <laughs> I would never scream at my children. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how that works out yeah. for you. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, anything else today? Um, well, you know, the one other, the, the one on more uncomfortable truths that that some of us will have to face is that some of these some of these situations you are just going to have to cut those people off yeah. you know and, and that's where people that's kind of the the line people are unwilling to cross is like well but they've been my friend for so long no they haven't okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna argue your premise they've been my friend for nope nope <laughs> stop right there they haven't been your friend because they've they've contributed to this thing that has hurt you has kept you from living the life you're supposed to lead that has been has has had negative effect on your life those aren't your friends just because they talk nice to you all these other times doesn't make them your friend right people that want the best for you that encourage you when you're doing the right thing that hold you accountable when you're doing the wrong thing that's a friend right and um you know and something we've kind of we've been talking about through this whole episode we haven't really distinguished is is um like Aaron was talking about, there's only certain people that he'll let talk to him about his marriage. And and that's what we're talking about. The people, the group of people in your life that you let speak into your life, right? I have a very, you know, I'm at the benefit of being a, like I said last episode, a, a very high level introvert. So I already don't have a lot of what I would call friends in that regard, like uh, people that I would actually listen to if they said something like, hey, you should do this. A lot of people tell me that I'd be like, okay, and then just totally disregard whatever it is they're saying because, you know, either I don't know them well enough to to value their opinion, or I know them well enough to know not to value their opinion. <laughs> but um, there's very few people in my life that if they said, hey, <clears throat> I don't think what you're doing here is right, or you should do this, or you know, give me advice that I would actually I would listen to, and that's because again. One, I'm just not wired that way. But two, uh, I'm very discerning about who I allow to speak into my life. You know, it's a very, it's a very lengthy vetting process for me to be able to, <clears throat> to communicate with me in that way, um, because uh, I, again, I'm not going to surround myself with people that are negative or that aren't going to support support me becoming a better person. And so, um, you know, now I know a lot of people. 
I mean, there's a lot of people, we go to a large church, there's a lot of people that say hi to me, that we talk to, that I, you know, know what's going on in their lives and, and, and that sort of thing. But those aren't, those aren't my close group of friends. Those aren't my people that are, are going to be, you know, speaking into my life, influencing me or any of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, you need to look at who, who is in your close group of friends. And out of that group, and like I said, in some of those people, you, you may need to, to, to have that tough conversation. Say, listen, you know, we're just, this isn't good for me. Yeah. This isn't going to work out. We're not, um, <clears throat> you know, what you value now. You know, I've changed as a person, and what you value and what I value are two different things. And, you know, it's best if we kind of just go our own ways, you know, that kind of thing. And then whenever they want to, you know, hopefully come out of whatever it is they're struggling with too, you can help them. Uh, you know, we don't we don't stop loving those people or caring about those people or you know. Put on your oxygen mask first. Yeah, I mean you. You want them to help, you know, especially like I said, if you're somebody that you've struggled, you guys share a struggle, you know, like if it's a chemical de dependency kind of thing, um, man, I'm sure you want to see them get out of that too if you're coming out of it. Uh, but <clears throat> you're not going to help them by staying in it with them. Yeah. So you got to be willing to make the tough choices if you want to change your life. So in order to exceed in your recovery, you have to develop supportive relationships with people that will encourage you to become the person that God made you. And so um, as we're closing today, um, just again, man, we want to push you towards the fact that that healthy relationships um, are, are a huge key to success and recovery. This is the one area, or I'm sure there's multiple areas, but I mean, I want to reiterate the fact that if you don't get it here, you will likely fail. Um, I, I would, I would say 10 times out of 10 personally. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't have any statistics to back that up, but, um, a lot of experience, a lot of experience, but you gotta get I there. I second that. Yeah. Like that, if you were to tell me to, to narrow it down to like three things, it's have, have you stopped hanging around with people that are, you know, have you stopped going to the places that you kept doing that? Um, I mean, th those would be the two right off the top of my head. It's like, but, but who you're hanging around with. Man. man, that is it. It really is. So, um, man, be sure man, to, to give this, this this thoughtful prayer. And don't pass over this episode. Um, really, I mean, no matter where you're at, evaluate the people that are in your circle. And just make sure that those are the people that you need to continue to journey with. Um, as uncomfortable as it is, don't be afraid to cut people out. But, but really take time to process this. Um, evaluate, you know, where am I trying to go? Are these people the best to go with me? Um, and so again, um, man, we're just, we're grateful that you guys continue to hang with us, continue just to, to pick us up, um, every week. Um, I want to encourage you to share, share our episodes with people that you feel like will be impacted and influenced in a positive manner by them. Um, and just continue to get our content out there. Check us out on, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, like, share our content there. You can pick up weekly messages, um, on on just pretty much any avenue there you can follow along where we have just uh, supplemental teaching um, every week with these things as well YouTube is a great resource we've got everything divided up into playlists so you can actually you know search um, by topic and and just find the thing that maybe you need to hone in on more than other areas just to look for spiritual growth in that um, go to your favorite YouTube channel Spotify um, Google Apple wherever it is you're listening um, and be sure to, to give us reviews there um, like that share 
share that as well. Pick up your copy of Pursuing Freedom by Kayla Spryder at Amazon. And if you need anything at all, whether it's resources, prayer, um, just somebody to listen to you, whatever it is, man, be sure to reach out to us. You can reach us at the church office at 918-283-2221. You can email us at info at cedarpoint.church, or you can reach me personally at um, Aaron at cedarpoint.church. And uh, we would just love to hear from you guys and, and just be a part of your recovery journey. But we love you guys. Um, hope you have a great week, and we'll check you right back here next week. Thank you.